Welcome to the Great Detectors of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Give us a call. The number is 208-991-4783 and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Well, we begin the second day of our listener support campaign. I do want to let you know you can go to support.greatdetectives.net to uh, support the show, and you can uh, send a donation by PayPal. If you email me at box13 at greatdetectives.net, we can also do donations by mail. And uh, if you are a Bank of America or Wells Fargo uh, customer, you can send a donation to us using the send and receive service and the email box13 at greatdetectives.net. And that saves us a little bit on the uh, processing charges that PayPal does on uh, donations we process through them. As uh, usual, all donations of $7 or more receive access to our premium site. Uh, Donations of $20 or more will also receive a free electronic copy of All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo and a choice of one other gift. I want to mention a couple of new items I've added at the $100 level. Uh, the first is The History of Harry Nile, Set 1. Set 1 contains 23 episodes of Harry Nile. Harry Nile began productions in the 1970s, but the stories are set in the 1940s and 50s, and written expertly by Jim French, who uses his knowledge of the era to create authentic stories. You get 23 great uh, episodes, including the premiere uh, episode, West For My Health, and that is available for all donations of $100 or more, and there's other options, and I'll talk about those uh Uh, on other days, but let's go ahead and take a listen to today's episode of Leonidas Witherall, The State Fair Murder Case. All right, mister, you're paid your quarter. There's the rifle. Take your shot. Stop. Put down that gun. What's wrong, lady? Well, look, behind the target he's shooting at. Running down the side of the wall. See it? That's blood. Well, there's a dead body behind that target. Uh, Police! Murder! W.O.R. Mutual presents the distinguished American actor, Walter Hamden, in The Adventures of Leonidas Witherall. You wouldn't think so. He looks just like Shakespeare. It's his beard, and he's the head of an important school for boys in New England. He also writes the thriller stories on the side, the Lieutenant Hazeltine story. But Leonidas is engaged in much more vital business now, isn't he, Mr. Hampton? Yes. Business that takes precedence over all of Leonidas's regular activities. 
The neighborhood housekeeper in Dalton, Witherall's close friend, Mrs. Mullet, has entered a contest to determine who makes the finest preserves in the state. The contest is a feature of the annual state fair, and Witherall has borrowed a horse and buggy in which he's now heading for the fair. Get up there, girl. Uh, Mrs. Mullet, uh, you should have no difficulty at all in winning this contest. Uh, there's something of an epicure. I can say your preserves are perfect. Well, I'm going to have mighty hard competition, though, Mr. Witherall. That Mrs. Axelbent's not easy to please. Mrs. Uh, Axelbent? Mm-hmm. She's going to be the judge. Going to taste all the entries. Hmm. Very uppity she is. Might not like my preserves at all. Prefers axle grease, perhaps. Well, don't you know Mrs. Axelbent? Yes, I met her once. Her face is familiar, but uh, her name is impossible. She's a divorcee, you know. Oh? She was married to that farmer in Berry County, Mr. Axelbent. Now she's going to marry the wealthiest farmer in the county, a Mr. Fribbits. Axelbent, uh, Fribbits. Uh, hmm. uh, for a moment, I thought she was making a change for a better name. Uh, wrong again. <laughs> uh, come on there, gal. Get up. Go on. She divorced him about two years ago. They say he never got over it either. Still very jealous. And he used to be very pleasant. Now he's gloomy all the time. Princess, I haven't time to talk to you now. Come and see me some other day. Uh, you're always too busy to talk to me. Oh, don't be tiresome, dear. Now, I really must go. I'm due at the state fair. I'm to be a judge. Well, I'm going to prepare myself, entering a prize bull. Before you get out of here, I have something to say. You marry Fribbits, I won't let you. Rufus, we've been legally divorced. And it's so painful to go over all of our differences again. I've told you before, you're the most insanely jealous man on earth. That's why I divorced you. That's why you're behaving now like a hopeless fool. You made me jealous, playing up to every fellow we met. Oh, you imagined all that. Why upset yourself? You don't love Fribbits any more than you love me. He's the wealthiest farmer in the state. That's what you're after. Now, that's very unfair. You've no idea of how I feel about him. I know how you feel about everything. It either pays off for you or it doesn't. Now, get this. If I can't have you, no other man will. Remember what the minister said? Whom God hath joined together... You're let... being very final about something that's none of your business. Before you marry that man, I'd rather see you dead first. I will see you dead first. Uh, Mrs. Axelbent never did strike me as a very pleasant person, Mrs. Mullet. Uh, possibly because she was always so deliberately pleasant. She has such an even disposition, irritating all the time. Oh, uh, you turn to the left here. Uh-huh. Uh, where are you going there, you old plug? Get up there now. Go on. Well, this Mr. Fribbits, the man she's going to marry, he has the best-looking son. Rand is his name. They say Randy's not very happy about that woman marrying his father. He's always been kind of a hot-tempered lad anyway. Doesn't relish having her as a stepmother. You want me out of the way, don't you, Mrs. Axelbent? Why, no, Randy. Why do you say that? Because I always tell the truth. You're not marrying my father because you love him. You want to own this farm. And you've always expected to inherit the farm yourself. Is that it? I've worked on this farm since I was old enough to stand up. That gives me a good claim, doesn't it? Randy, uh, why don't you take, uh, oh, what's that girl's name? Connie? Connie Maplegrove? Yes. Why don't you marry Connie and get away from the farm? Earn a living in your own way, under your own steam. Why do you feel content to just sit back and wait till your father dies? Go away, huh? I'm wise to this dirty game you're playing, but I've one sure way to cut it short. 
What in the world are you talking about? You keep trying to marry my father and take the farm away from me. You'll see what I'm talking about. The ceremony will have to be postponed because nobody can marry a dead bride. There's the fair right up ahead of us, Mr. Witherall. Uh-huh, so it is. I want to wish you luck, Mrs. Mullet. I'll be very surprised if you don't win. We can tie up over there. Looks like a parking place. All right. Oh, girl. Whoa. I'll just tie her up here. You know, only see hitching posts at the fair these days. There's Mrs. Axelbent. Standing by that first booth. See her? My, how she's dressed. Decorated like an admiral's flagship, ain't she? Yes, uh, decorated when the admiral wasn't looking. Uh, hold still now there, girl. That's it. Where Hello there, it Mrs. Axelbeth. Oh, hello, Mrs. Mullet. Oh, I know you. Hmm? That's Beard. Now, just a minute, just a minute. Oh, of course. The man who looks like Shakespeare. You're Leonidas Witherall. Yes, Mrs. Axelbent. And how are you? How's every little thing? Are you going to judge this preserves contest, Mrs. Axelbent? Oh, hello, Mrs. Wacker. Well, Mrs. Wacker, you know Mr. Witherall, don't you? Mrs. Wacker does most of the folks' laundry back in Dalton. Well, how do you do, Mrs. Answer my question. Are you going to judge the preserves contest, Mrs. Axelbent? Yes, I'm to be the judge. Well, I'm taking back my jar if you're to be the judge. My dear woman, I hardly think a scene at this time. I don't care who hears me. I'll take my jar back, thank you. I couldn't win if you're the judge. You're set against me. Now, after all... Everyone knows about you and me. They know you're trying to take my boy away from me. Well... Merely suggested to the ladies' council that I hardly think a laundry is a fit place to raise the baby. My baby's very healthy and very happy. Well, perhaps we could discuss this some other time, eh? We'll talk about it now. What's the matter? What's the matter? Women having a fight? Oh, uh, just ironing out a baby. <laughs> Where do they think they are? Now you're making a scene, and this is in very bad taste. I... You wouldn't talk to me in that house of yours, and so we'll talk now. Come on, Mrs. Oh, you let go of me. You leave me alone. You wouldn't dare to take away my baby, you sniveling nosy body, you cheap hypocrite. Your son hasn't a proper home. For what it's supposed to be, my son has the finest home in town. But it's for the boy's own good. You couldn't take my son away from me in a million years. You've nothing in your own life to satisfy you, and so you make up for it by meddling with everyone else's. Hmm, this promises to be the most jelly-shaking contest in history. <laughs> you meddle with my life and you'll pay for it. You take my baby from my house and I'll kill you. God would forgive me, too. Ah, these country fairs, so peaceful. The hope of a new world. You know, I'm sorry for you, Mrs. Wacker. Terribly sorry. So many people in uh, your circumstances are blind to what's best for them. Oh, uh, Mrs. Axelbane. Oh, yes, Mr. Bradley. Could you change your plans a bit? I mean, about the preserves contest. Why, what's wrong? We'd rather have you at the war bond booth. It's much more important to sell bonds than, well, <laughs> you're so popular. <laughs> yes, isn't she? <laughs> and uh, we thought it would be better if uh, <clears throat> someone else would judge the preserves. Oh, and... Well, who would judge them? Who could we get? Well, those little jelly jars are causing one crisis after another, aren't they? Before being eaten, too. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Somebody around here could do it. Well, Mr. Witherall could do it. Uh, now, hold on, Mrs. Mullet, please. Oh, uh, would you, Mr. Witherall? Oh, I'd appreciate it so much. Well, as a gastronomist, I'm afraid I'm caviar to the general. Uh, what's that? Shakespeare. I thought you said you recognized me. Oh, go on, Mr. Witherall. I'd like him to do it. 
He looks like a very honest man. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Wacker. To be honest, as this world goes, is to be one man picked out of 10,000. Hey, uh, what's wrong here? Oh, just a discussion, Rufus. We need someone to take my place judging the preserves. Uh, oh, do you all know Mr. Axelberry? Oh, well, hello, hello, gentlemen. Hurry up and settle it. I just took Dalton Chancery, Prince Igor IV, over to his pen. Dalton Chancery, Prince Igor IV, a pen name of a writer? It's my prize bull. Oh. Trouble getting him here, too. It was very wild today. Uh, see him in the booth with the flag on it? Uh, yes. Hmm. He looks formidable, as the English say, doesn't he? Oh, get going here, folks. I've no time to waste. All right. I'll do my best as a jelly taster. Oh, Hey, what's up? Why don't you get things started? Well, I'm not going to judge the preserves, Randy. Mr. Witherall is. Uh, do you know everyone? Randy Trippett. Come on. Come on. Get going, folks. Everybody over to booth number three for the preserve contest. Booth number three. Hey, you see my bull, Randy? I bet you we come out on top this year. You think so? Yeah. Here's my jar, Mr. Witherall. Mine. There's about two dozen others already in the booth. I'll clear the crowd over. You get up on the platform, Mr. Witherall. See you later, Shakespeare. And thank you for taking my place. See you later. By the way, here's our entry, Mr. Witherall. We should walk away with a contest. My fiancé made these. Connie Maplegrove. Oh, all right, Randy. Uh, let me first uh, hop up <clears throat> on this uh, platform. There we are. Quiet, everybody. Quiet, everybody. Quiet, please. Thank you. Here's a clean spoon, Mr. Witherall. You can start any time now. Start clean, eh? All right, Mr. Bradley. Here goes... <laughs> What's wrong back there? The back of his wild bull! He broke out of his pen! He's heading this way! Come on down off that platform, Mr. Witherall. Why, the bull's liable to pick you up. Me? Pick me out? Oh, you flatter me. Well, here he comes! Get out of the way, everybody! Stand back, everybody! Don't push! Don't get near him, anybody! He's my bull! He's my bull! I know him! He'll call you to death! Dalton! Dalton, boy! Go back to your pen! Go back! Why, that bull's running around like he's crazy. Crowd, push him so much, I can hardly stand up. Look out, Randy. Uh, you'll knock over that jar of preserves. Oh, gosh. Your coat. Uh, sorry, I couldn't eh? help it, Mr. Witherall. Now you've oh. got that jelly all over your coat. Well, of all things to happen, spilling preserves all over his coat. Yeah. Don't, don't move, everybody. If you start to run, that bull of mine will kill you. Come down off that platform, Mr. Witherall. The bull's looking at you. At me? Well, yes. Don't move now. Don't budge an inch. Uh, that bull's too close for comfort. Don't run, Witherall. He'll go after you. Get out of my way, everybody. Anybody got a gun? Let's shoot him. Hey, don't you dare shoot my bull. But he'll drive those horns right into Mr. Witherall. Oh, don't run. Oh, good heavens. Somebody save him. Save Mr. Witherall. Or the bull's almost caught him. Faster, Mr. Witherall. Faster. Help. Help. Hey. He's got him near that wall. Don't back up against that wall. He'll get you into a trap. Oh, I can't look. It'll be horrible. Look. Mr. Witherall's up against that wall. While the bull's going to charge, he's getting set. Do something. Do something. Take off your coat, Witherall. Throw your coat at him. It might stop him. Might make him angrier, too. You've got to take that chance. Take off your coat. Throw it at him. All right. I'll try anything. Here goes. Why, it's working. The bull's looking at his coat. Yeah, thank goodness for that. I thought it'd distract him. The, 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 the bull's goring his coat. Well, that's a lot better than going, Mr. Witherall. All right, Randy. You, Joe, a couple of you men. Sneak up on him. Grab him. We can pull him back to the pen. He'll be quiet now. Yeah, he's taking quite a fancy to Witherall's coat. Yes, lucky it was covered with jelly. Come on now, slow. 
While I was making my hundred-yard dash from the platform with the bull's horns flitting with my coattails all the way, I, I kept thinking of that famous phrase, is this trip necessary? All right, folks, all right, come on, break it up. No need to crowd around. Lots of other boots are open here. Why, look at that bull chewing on your coat. Oh, it's a shame you have to lose it. Well, let the poor little thing keep it. I'm warm enough now to get along without it. And anyway, those preserves... Uh, he seems to like those preserves a lot. <laughs> Look at the way he's licking them off the coat. Hmm, quite a judge, isn't he? Well, he's usurped my place. Why not give him a spoon, too? Yeah, what's the matter, Dalton boy? You tired from chasing Mr. Weatherall? Yes, poor Dalton boy. Yes, hope I didn't frighten him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, this bull of mine looks sick to me. He looks sick. My good man, what do you think I've been doing? Well, chasing after you to wore him out. Wore him out? Now, that's odd. Hmm, very peculiar. Running a couple of yards after Mr. Witherall wore out your prize bull. Well, now listen to him. Look at him wobbling on his feet. Oh, too bad I wasn't wearing slippers, too. You want to lie down, Dalton boy? You're feeling bad, huh? Lie down if you want to. Go on, lie down. Yes, he's been under quite a strain. Perhaps we could get a chaise long for him. Never mind being so funny. My bull's sick, and you made him that way. Well, he made me sick, tit for tat. Well, the bull does seem pretty badly off, doesn't he? You keep out of this, Mrs. Wacker. The very idea. The bull nearly kills Mr. Witherall. Now everybody's feeling sorry for the bull. Uh-huh. Come on, Mr. Witherall. Let's get out of here. Yes, a little relaxation is in order, Mrs. Mullet. They probably won't reorganize your jelly contest for a while. Hmm? Well, want to stroll around the rest of the fair? Yes, a very good suggestion. Uh, this bull of mine's really sick on account of you, Witherall. I'll stew you. Yes, serves me right, teasing wild bulls. Bye. Uh, come along, Mrs. Mullet. Doesn't it strike you as very funny that a big husky prize bull would get sick just from running around a bit? Funny is not the word, Mrs. Mullet. Well, what do you mean? Well, I'm uh, walking over here toward the bull's pen purposely. He did not break out by himself. What? I'm wondering who let him out. Mrs. Mullet, that word is uh, murderous, perhaps. <laughs> Oh, look, Mrs. Mullet, there's a shooting gallery. Well, you're not such a good shot, are you? Oh, I'm not, eh? I was captain of the Meredith Rifle Team. Dead Eye Witherall, they called me. I'm for that shooting gallery. Come on. All right. No free shots. Here you are, folks. Ten shots for a quarter. They're all trying it. Every man his own commando. Step, step right up and test your skill. I'll try it. Here's a quarter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Here we are. Going to win a Cupid doll for your girlfriend? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, never mind him, Mrs. Mullet. He means to be complimentary. 
Uh, say, fella, what's the most uh, difficult object to hit? Well, now, that uh, the clay pipe way over on the left side there, you see it? You hit uh -huh. that thing, you get a, a free round. Yeah, plus a gorgeous, rosy-cheeked, blue-eyed, practically genuine Cupid doll. Hmm. <laughs> get the doll ready. Dead Eye Witherall is about to perform. Now, here we go. Well, I'm glad you're shooting blanks. Oh, lady, you couldn't knock anything over with blanks. Those are real bullets. Go on, mister, go on. Right. <laughs> Did you say a dead eye, mister? <laughs> I'm uh, merely warming up. Still warming up. <laughs> Mr. Witherall, stop shooting. Put down that gun. What's the matter? Well, what's happened? Well, look on the curtain behind the target. It's trickling down the curtain. It's blood. Well, she, 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 she's right. Someone's behind that curtain. Someone's been shot back there. Come on, let's see. Hurry. They must be between the curtain and the steel wall. I got a reinforced steel wall behind the target curtain. They... Holy smokes. Hmm. It's Mrs. Axelban. Why, she's, she's dead. Yes, uh, standing up. Yeah, look, 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 look at all that blood. Must be about 15 bullets in her. Blanks, indeed. Hmm. Gagged. And tied to this pole back of the curtain. Hmm. No one could see her, but uh, nearly everyone who took a shot was likely to hit her. Oh, good gracious. I've never in my life seen anything as awful as that. Oh, that pool of blood. Hey, you, you were the last guy to shoot, mister. I think the cops will want to talk to you. You were murderer. Me? Oh, just can't stand looking at it. Take me away. Take me away. Take her away. Help. Police. Murder. Murder. Uh, take it easy, little man, or you'll wake the dead. <laughs> shooting uh, to the extreme left of the target curtain, huh, Bill? Uh, that's right, Sergeant McCobble. None of the bullets from my rifle could have hit Mrs. Mac accident. Yeah. Murder sure was a brute. Mm. Taking that woman and tying her to the pole there behind that curtain. You know, Bill, she must have tried screaming, but I guess the handkerchief was so tight that she couldn't make much noise. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, who was shooting here just before Shakespeare? Would you recognize them? Oh, I, I, I know some of them. There was a, there was a, a lady, the one that owns the laundry, you know, over in Dalton. Yeah. Well, that's Mrs. Wacker. Mrs. Wacker and a young fella, the, the Fribbit boy, Randy, uh -huh. Randy Fribbit. Go on, who else? Well, uh, the farmer, you know, the farmer, the bull got loose. Uh, what's his name? Axel Rod, Axel Grease. Axel Band. Axel Band. A couple of others too. There's a soldier and some sailors. Uh huh. Of... Say, it makes things kind of tough, doesn't it, Bill? It is hard to pin on anyone, Sergeant. Is that so? Well, how about him, Sergeant? Do you know this fella? Shakespeare? No, 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 this fella right here. Why, sure. I've known Mr. Witherall for years. Don't be silly. Well, why couldn't it have been him, if you ask me? He's a, he's a, he's a fancy-looking guy. Got a, a, got a beard. He might be a spy or something. I'm a spy. Uh, bearded men are either spies or uh, philosophers. I'd rather be a spy. Hey, you, Mr. Witherall. I've been looking all over for you. Oh, Mr. Axelbent, uh, I'm afraid we've some very bad news. Oh, never mind that. Something important's happened. My bull's dead. Your bull died? Yes. Dalton Chancery, Prince Igor IV, my prize bull. Died a while after you left, after he chased you. It was your fault, Witherall. He died, eh? Sergeant McCobble, that's the answer. What are you thinking of, Bill? That bull was poisoned. Poisoned? Of course. Don't you remember His Royal Highness ate something just before he became ill? He ate your coat? No, he licked the preserves off my coat, Mrs. Mullet. 
And the preserves were poisoned, you see. Poisoned preserves. What's this all about? What's the police here for? Mr. Axelbent, we found your ex-wife in back of this shooting gallery. Uh, I should say we found your ex-wife's body. Uh, she's been murdered. Murdered? Bill, oh. whoever tied Mrs. Axelbent up behind this gallery, he tried to kill her first by poisoning the jelly. Uh-huh. You see, because they knew she was going to be the judge of the contest and they'd be tasting each bottle. Isn't that it? Exactly. Therefore, Sergeant, your problem now is who made the preserves that were spilled on my coat? Here's the girl who made that jar of poison preserves, Bill. Connie Maplegrove. Oh, come here. Yeah, I got her name by checking the number of the broken bottle against the entry list. Why, she's Randy's sweetheart. Well, what about it? I don't know anything about this. I did make the preserves, but I never dreamed of killing Mrs. Axelbeck. Connie, darling. Oh, just Randy, hurry. it's awful. They think I, I killed know, Mrs. Dear. And I know you're perfectly innocent. You've got no right to keep her here, Sergeant. We're Mind your own business, Randy. I'm running this. They tell me, Connie, that if Mrs. Axelbent married Randy's father, your boyfriend would never inherit that big farm his father has. That's right. But Connie had nothing to do with it. I'm asking Connie. Connie the questions, not you. Well, it's true, but she didn't have any right to get the farm. Randy deserves it. He worked on it all his life. With that woman out of the way, while you marry Randy, he gets that tremendous farm and you're sitting pretty. Is that correct? Well, I never thought of such a thing. Besides this, well, there's something else you didn't think of. Uh, what's on your mind, Connie? Well, it's very simple. Yes, I know, but what's on it? Why do you accuse me? Anyone could have poisoned the preserve somehow. It, it might have been that laundress, Mrs. Wacker. It, it might have been Mr. Axelbent. He's very jealous. Mm, strangely enough, Connie, we've already realized there are quite a number of prospects and suspects, too. But uh, you're here for a uh, specific reason. Besides, the jar of preserves was sealed with paraffin, wasn't it? How could anyone else get poison into that bottle? You're the only person in the world who could have done it, Connie. And you're going to sit there until you tell us the truth. Yes, we've got the goods on you, all right. Please, Mrs. Mullet, leave this to me. Now, go on, Connie. Go on. Start talking. Well, go on. I tell you, I don't know anything about that. Okay, then we'll just sit here till you change your mind and quit lying. Yes, we're waiting for you to tell the truth. Please, Mrs. Mullet, leave this to me. Go on, Connie. Now, it'll be easier for you if you don't stall. You killed Mrs. Axelbent, didn't you? You murdered her, didn't you? You tied her up behind that shooting gallery, and then you went out front, and you paid a quarter for enough bullets to commit cold-blooded murder. Now you're going to hang for No, her. I didn't do it. I didn't. Come on, now. It'll be easier for you if you don't stall. Please, Mrs. Willett, leave this to me. I don't know anything about this. I never wanted to come to the fair. I was afraid something would happen. I didn't want to enter the contest. I really didn't want to come here at all. That's why I sent Randy ahead with my jar. I wanted to stay home. Uh, just a minute. Uh, didn't you come here with Randy? No, I came much later. I've only been here about ten minutes. Like I said, I didn't want to come at all. You weren't here when the contest started, uh, when the bull uh, broke loose? What bull? Ah. Sergeant, our problem is not who made the preserves... The murderer is the person who let that prize bull out of his pen. Let the prize bull out? Certainly. The killer planned to dispose of Mrs. Axelbent by means of the preserves. Uh, originally, that's obvious. But at the last minute, there was an unexpected change of judges. I took over the role. The killer wasn't after me, thank heaven. 
So uh, she, or he, had to get rid of that bottle of poison jelly before I tasted it. So whoever it was let the bull out of the pen as an excuse to start a panic. So the bottle could be broken. That's it. The murderer is the person who deliberately broke that bottle of preserves and spilled it on me. Why, that was... Grab him, Sergeant. No. All right, you stay right where you are. Really? Just stay here. Oh, right. Randy, oh, no. You Fiendish way to kill, Randy. Fiendish. Tie up your victim and then deliberately buy the bullets. Ten oh. shots for a quarter. Ten bloody fatal You're shots. Oh, ow! Either you stand still or this black jack of mine's going to make you... Oh. Take those handcuffs, Bill. Slip them over his wrist yeah. while I hold his arm. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I swore she'd never marry my father and take that farm away from me. Well, she didn't. She didn't get it. No, no. Neither of you will get the farm. That's even-handed justice, uh, so my poet phrased it. There's just one thing, Bill, about getting the poison into the jar, I mean. It was sealed with paraffin. Oh, that's easy, Sergeant. An ordinary hypodermic syringe and needle would do the trick. Inject the poison through the paraffin without disturbing it. How about that, Randy? Did you throw the hypodermic away, or is it still in your pocket? Well, it's in my pocket. Left-hand pocket. I'll get it. I'll search. Get him! Oh. He hit the target on the oh. head with a handcuff. There he goes. Stop him. Stop Stay him. Off. My gun. Take it. Stop him. Don't shoot. You'll kill him. Randy. Randy. Hmm. You got him, Mr. Witherall. Looks like you hit him in the leg. And with just one shot, too. Of course, just one shot, Mrs. Mullet. Remember, Dead Eye is my middle name. Mm -hmm. Now let's find another shooting gallery, and I'll get you a rosy-cheeked, blue-eyed, practically genuine Cupid doll. W.O.R. Mutual has presented the distinguished American actor Walter Hamden in The Adventures of Leonidas Witherall. Mrs. Mullet is played by Ethel Ramey. The character of Leonidas Witherall is from the mystery novels by Alice Tilton. The radio script is by Howard Merrill, and the program is directed by Roger Bauer. Mr. Hamden has an important announcement to make. Mr. Hamden. Well, uh, Leonidas's friends won't be sharing a puzzle in homicide with him next week because our program is changing time. Witherall, Mrs. Mullet, and the worthy sergeant will be back on the air on Sunday, October 8th, that's two weeks from tonight, at 7 p.m. Eastern War Time. That's two hours earlier than usual. I hope you'll make a note to join us then, Sunday, October 8th at 7 p.m. Until then, good night. Beginning next Sunday evening, October 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern War Time, WOR Mutual will present a new musical program. Steel Horizons with John Baker, baritone of the Metropolitan Opera Association, and guest soloist and an orchestra conducted by Frederick Vonch. And remember, Leonidas Witherall will return on October 8th at 7 p.m. The Adventures of Leonidas Witherall came to you from the stage of the WOR Mutual Playhouse in New York. This is Mutual. Welcome back. 
a nice little state fair you've got there. Uh, a little melodramatic, but they had some uh, definite uh, funny uh, spots, and uh, uh, you def I definitely appreciate the uh, whole World War II uh, setting with the mention of uh, war bonds. Uh, and there's so many uh, World War II episodes uh, missing of so many detective series. It's uh, just interesting to be able to uh, have these. Uh, this, of course, I think more in that style where you find somebody who everybody uh, seemingly in the fair had a motive to kill, and then you uh, ask who done it. Uh, so... Uh, overall, again, a very uh, interesting uh, episode, and we'll be bringing, looking forward to next week's uh, show with uh, Leodotus Witherall. Uh, and uh, be sure to uh, join us uh, tomorrow for Let George Do It. Over on Podcast Alley, uh, Joan writes in, uh, Your collection of different shows in the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio surpasses everyone else's knowledge and gives us some insight. She says, I've always liked Barry Craig, yours truly, Johnny Dahl, Let George Do It, and Leonidas Witherall. Keep up the good work. Joan from Southern Ontario, Canada. Well, thanks so much, Joan. I uh, appreciate all your supports and your support and your comments. Uh, we will see you all tomorrow. And uh, by the way, next week we'll be announcing what some of the new shows that will be coming in the 20. Uh, 12 2013 season that gets uh, underway last week of October, so you won't want to miss that. And we will have some uh, new shows coming to Tuesday you'll want to hear about. But in the meantime, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>